us. Amen. And so we're going to look at the matter of creation. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 simply says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Hallelujah. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Amen. And we're going to talk about creation. Next week, we're going to deal with the fall of man. We're going to deal with the fall of man. But tonight, we're going to deal with the subject of creation. Uh, first thing that you need to know about the matter of creation is simply that God created the heaven and the earth. That's the first thing we need to understand, that it was God who created the heaven and the earth. He did it in the beginning. And we know that He is the beginning and the ending. And so we're dealing with the subject of creation. Amen. Let's just go to the Lord together in prayer right now before we go into His Word. Lord, I thank You for Your people. I thank You for this gathering of Your people. I pray, Lord, that You'll bless this time we share in Your Holy Word. I pray, God, that you will allow us to hear from you, to receive from you, speak into our hearts, help us to know you in a greater and in a deeper way. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll build our faith, our faith that rests completely in you. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray these things, and everybody said, amen and amen. Thank the Lord. God created the heaven and the earth. It was not another who created the heaven and the earth. One of the great passages of scripture that deals with the return of the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians it said for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel. And what we understand is that it is the Lord himself who has come down. Who is going to return to the earth. He's not going to send another. It's going to be the Lord himself. We know that when it was time to redeem man, that the Lord himself came in the form of a man and performed the act of redemption to, to sanctify, to justify, to redeem mankind. And we know that in creation, it was the Lord himself that created the heaven and the earth. And what a magnificent what a magnificent truth that is. Don't let anybody steal that truth from your heart and your mind. Always understand that it is the Lord that has created the earth that we enjoy. And, and don't let anybody else ever, ever tell you that you have never seen a miracle or that they have never seen a miracle. All you got to do is go look at a tree outside. That's a miracle. Try to explain to me how... That tree came about, and you can't do it without referencing the miraculous handiwork of Almighty God. It is an absolute miracle that allows a seed to go down into the earth and break open, and all that tree comes out of it. That is a miracle of the Lord. And so, uh, these are things that, that belong in the storehouse of God's wisdom. Uh, the, the great writer said in the book of Ecclesiastes, said how... How do the bones uh, grow in the womb? Said nobody even knows how the bones do grow in the womb. And uh, this is such a, a, a true thing. Where, where do you get bone material from? 
you know, where, where does that come from? It, that's something that comes from the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding of God as creator. And so God created the heaven and the earth. I want to uh, turn your attention to the book of Isaiah chapter 43. And as we look there, we'll see that again God is making the claim of his singularity. Uh, this is important that we maintain our faith in the one true God. Now he operates in a variety of capacities. There are many different ways in which God operates and manifests himself. But he is one God. We are not to uh, reduce him or detract from his omnipotence by, by somehow... Uh, uh, claiming him to be divided up into persons or beings or entities. He is one God. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse number 10. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared, I have saved, I have showed, when there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Hallelujah. He is explaining to them that I am the only one who saves. I am the only one who creates. There's no God before me. There's no God after me. There's no God beside me. I alone am the Lord. I have declared. I have saved. I have showed. You know, in another passage of Scripture, the Bible describes the Lord as being a jealous God and actually goes on to say that His name is jealousy. His name is jealousy. And this is, this is a powerful concept, a powerful precept, I should say, that God's name is jealousy. His name states his singularity, that there is no other but him, none beside him. So, so this is why God takes great, uh, great umbrage at the idea of people worshiping graven images or manufacturing the work of man's hands to somehow create or generate a God that they can worship. And he, he says, you don't need a God in a graven image form. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. I alone am the Lord. There's no God beside me. Notice verse 15 of Isaiah 43. I am the Lord, your holy one. Hallelujah. There is only one who is holy, your holy one. I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters. He is the Lord. He is the Holy One. He is the creator of Israel. He alone has the power. He alone is God. He alone is to be worshipped. He alone is to be served. He alone saves. Psalm 24 and verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein, for he hath founded it upon the seas. 
and established it upon the floods. Look at Psalm 100, and this is a great psalm. I'm going to read the whole psalm. There's a lot of verses in here that you are perhaps uh, familiar with. They're great verses of Scripture. Psalm 100, we're going to start at the very uh, first verse of Psalm 100. It begins by, by admonishing us, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Why should the lands make a joyful noise? Because God created all the lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. You know, this is where we get our expressive praise. We don't come before his presence uh, without a praise in our heart. We serve him with gladness and we come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us. We did not make a graven image and call that God. He made us. That's the difference between the gods of this world and the God of, of heaven and earth. The gods of this world are made by men. But the God of heaven and earth made men. Hallelujah. It's not the other way around. Don't get it mixed up. You get it mixed up and you think you have some kind of uh, superiority over God. You begin to think that you have some kind of an advantage over him. No, no. It is he that hath made us. He's the ruler. He's God. He's Lord. He's king. Hallelujah. That's why we obey him. He doesn't obey us. We obey him. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. That's why we, verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. We worship God because he created us. We worship God because he's good. We worship God because his mercy is everlasting. We worship God because his truth endureth to all generations. There's just no end to the reasons why we praise him, why we worship him, and why we serve him with gladness. And why we come before his presence with singing. Hallelujah. He is a mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, you noticed in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2 that the Spirit of the Lord, when the earth was without form, when the earth was void, when the earth had darkness upon the face of the deep, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, which is His Word. So His Spirit moved, and then God spoke His Word. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now we're going to get into this in just a moment, but, but the light that he created on that first day of creation, hallelujah, was his glory. We're going to get into that here in a moment. But it was the Spirit of God that moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. Now, I want to turn your attention to the book of Proverbs. We're going to read from the 8th chapter of the book of Proverbs. Because... Uh, you've heard me talk about the seven spirits of God, the spirit of the Lord, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, might, 
the fear of the Lord. Uh, these seven spirits of God or the sevenfold expression of God's spirit uh, are reflected in the creation of the earth. Proverbs chapter 8 is wisdom speaking in the first person. And, and so we, we, we read in verse 12 of Proverbs 8, I wisdom dwell with prudence. Now this isn't wisdom of the world, this is the wisdom of God. This is all wisdom. This is God's wisdom, which is true wisdom. I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Okay, so we have wisdom and we have knowledge found in Proverbs 8.12. Verse 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So here's a third expression of the spirit of the Lord. We have the seven spirits of God. We have wisdom. We have knowledge, and now in verse 13, we have the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine. That's the fourth expression. And sound wisdom. I have understanding, and I have strength. We have six folds or six expressions of the seven spirits of God. Of course, the spirit of the Lord being the chiefest of these uh, seven spirits of God reflected and represented in Proverbs 8, 12 through 14. And they are basically set up as, as, this, as this holistic uh, 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 combination of the spirit qualities of God's spirit that were at the very beginning of time. So we look now to verse 22 of the same chapter. And we read what the word of the Lord says. Verse 22. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way. Before his works of old. So we're going back before the works of old. How far back? Before the very first work of old. The Lord possessed me. Who? This, these seven spirits of God. Or the sevenfold expression of the spirit of God. In other words, God's spirit was on the scene before Time began. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting. From the beginning or ever the earth was. I was set up from everlasting. Verse 24, when there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled. Before the hills was I brought forth. You've heard the term older than the hills. That's why we call him the ancient of days. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth. When he established the clouds above. When he strengthened the fountains of the deep. When he gave to the sea his decree that the waters should not pass his commandment. When he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. This is a reference to the wisdom of God, to the counsel of God, the understanding of God, the knowledge of God, the fear of God, the strength of God. This is 
the logos of God, if you please. This is the plan and the purpose of Almighty God. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. This is the logos. This is the word. This is the spirit of the Lord. This is the plan and the purpose of God. Before he did anything in creation, he had a plan that was brought forth. Hallelujah. And so I want to, I want to bring you into a further, into further understanding of that. Revelation chapter 13. We're going to read one verse of scripture. Revelation chapter 13. And we're going to read one verse. Verse number 8. Amen. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Whose names are not written in the book of the life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The lamb slain from the foundation of the world. From the foundation of the world, God had a plan for the lamb to be slain before the hills were brought forth, before the mountains were brought forth, before anything had ever been done, before any creative work had been done, before any creative word had been spoken, God had a plan that the lamb would be slain from the foundation of the world. Now you say, why would God have a plan to have the lamb slain from the foundation of the world? Because God was going to put his image in the earth. He was going to make man of the dust of the ground, breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. Man was going to become a living soul, and God was going to make Man in his own image. And you have to understand that if God makes man in his own image, man must have freedom to choose or he's not made in the image of God. God has freedom to choose. God has freedom to choose. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to choose to love us. I don't know why the song said, I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. So glad he did. Hallelujah. You know, God could just consume us right now. He could send a lightning bolt down. He could send a fireball from heaven and blow us off the face of the earth. And who would call him into account for that? Who would call him to account? Who's going to call him in on the carpet and say, why did you send a fireball down and blow all those people up? God is God. Nobody's going to be able to call him in on the carpet. God doesn't have to love us. He chooses to love us. He chooses to show us mercy. He chooses to give us grace. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. He's not only mighty in the sense that he has all power, but he's mighty in the sense that he chooses to use that power for the purposes of mercy and grace. Hallelujah. And so God, that's what makes his grace so amazing, is that he doesn't even have to be gracious and kind and loving, and, and, and yet he is. And so when God made man in order to make man in his own image, man would by necessity have to have freedom to choose. But, but even though man would have the freedom to choose, he would, he would still have to choose correctly in order for truth to be, truth to be 
be so. And so you can't just choose any old way you want and expect truth to be in existence. If you choose a lie, then you reap the reward of the lie. If you choose falseness or evil, you reap the reward of falseness or evil. And so God, knowing that man would have this freedom because God was making him in his own image, was prepared before man ever used the freedom in a faulty way. And before he formed anything, before he created anything, the lamb in the mind of God, in the purpose and the plan of God, the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. So when you see in the Old Testament, when you see types and shadows and symbols and prefiguring and for, uh, for showing of, of the, the man Christ Jesus, that's not a second person. That is the thought and the logos and the word and the will of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Everything that God created was created to match the message of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Everything he created was created to match that message. So that when man abused the freedom, when man misused the freedom, and would no longer be able to correctly hear the voice of God, God's voice would, 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 would spark fear instead of peace. And, and now that man's mind was corrupted, and man was no longer walking in the fear of the Lord, God will have created a whole earth that was designed to show the power and the handiwork of the Lord. The heavens would declare the glory of God. When man couldn't hear God declare his glory, the heavens would declare the glory of God. And the firmament would show his handiwork. Day unto day would utter speech and night unto night would show knowledge. And there would be no speech, no language where their voice is not heard. Everywhere man would look, he would see and hear and know, hallelujah, the voice of Almighty God. This is what God created when he created the earth. Everything was to look like the lamb, sound like the lamb. It was all going to be life, death, burial, resurrection. Life, death, burial, resurrection. Life, death, burial, resurrection. Everywhere man looked, whether it was a, whether it was a seed going into the ground and blossoming as a tree, it was life, death, burial, resurrection. Or whether it was the night coming and the day uh, suspended until a few hours later when that sun would break over the horizon, it was the life, the death, the burial, the resurrection. Hallelujah. I'm getting, I'm getting into next week's study, but I'm getting excited because what God did was so wonderful. It was so wonderful. Notice what John chapter 1 says. In the beginning, see, John is relating to what happened in the very beginning. In the beginning was the word, the logos, the thought, the idea, the purpose, the plan of God. And the thought, the word, the logos, the thought, the plan, the idea, the plan, the purpose of God was with God. And that word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. All things were made by the word, the thought, the idea, the plan, the purpose of God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Without the message of this lamb slain from the foundation of the world was not anything made that was made. In him was life. Hallelujah. And the life 
Glory to God. I'm going to tell you something. I'm just going to break this down for you. In him was life. That's not some vague, that's not some vague conceptual idea that in him was life, like some force of energy. No, in him was life. It was the life of Christ that was in him. It was the life of innocence. It was the life of perfection. It was the life of the Lamb. In him was life, and it was that life that was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now let's go ahead and read on since we're reading. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light. Now, now notice, that true light that the writer is talking about in John chapter 1, he's referring back to Genesis 1 when the Lord said, let there be light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world. The world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. I'm not, he said, I'm not talking about those that were born of the will of the flesh, or those that were born of the will of man. I'm talking about those that were born of God, born again. Hallelujah. They become the sons of God through the power of the Lord. Verse 14, and the word that was in the beginning, the word by whom all things were made, the word without whom was not anything made, the word was made flesh. Hallelujah. So, so that light that was spoken in Genesis 1 became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Colossians we're going to look to the word of the Lord, Colossians chapter 1. Notice what the word of the Lord said. Hallelujah. The, the scripture said, giving thanks unto the Father in verse 12, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image, hallelujah, of the invisible God. The firstborn of every creature. This means there was not a creature created before the plan, the purpose, the idea, the thought, the truth of God. He is the firstborn of every creature. Everything God created was after the template and the pattern of the life, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things. And by him, all things consist. I want to tell you what, that's why your life is inconsistent when you are not serving Jesus Christ. Because by him, all things consist. That's where real consistency comes from. Hallelujah. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things 
he might have the preeminence. Praise God. Praise God. You know, when the Lord said in Genesis chapter 1, he said, let there be light. That let there be, that let there be is the same word that he used when he was speaking to Moses. And Moses asked him, he said to him, what shall I say when they ask me who hath sent me? I don't have a name for our God, the God of Israel. And, and God said to Moses, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something I didn't tell Abraham. I'm going to tell you something I didn't tell Isaac or Jacob. I'm going to give you a name. They knew me as El Shaddai. But I'm going to give you a name. And the name I give you, he gave him the name. And the name he gave him was I Am. Which means to exist. The self-existent one. It's, it's our word Yahweh or Jehovah. And he said I Am. That's the same Hebrew word used when God said let there be light. Hayah. Let there be light. So when the Lord said, let there be light, he was, he was quite literally saying, I am light. What lit the world was not the sun, the moon, and the stars. That didn't come till the fourth day of creation. What lit the world was knowing the identity of God. What illuminated the darkness was understanding who he is. And I want you to know that the darkness of our world today, the spiritual blindness, the spiritual brokenness, what's going to make a difference in this world is not going to be motivational speaking. It's not going to be self-help. It's going to be a persistent declaration on the part of the redeemed of the identity of the mighty God in Jesus Christ. That's the light that shines in the darkness. That's the light, hallelujah. That's the light that shows, hallelujah, the error of someone's way. Ah, it'll illuminate every darkened alley. It'll illuminate every blind pathway. It'll illuminate every place in this world that is covered with gross darkness. It is the preaching and the praising of the name of Jesus. It's the teaching and the singing of the name of Jesus. It's the living and the practicing of the name of Jesus. That's the light that shines in the darkness. The darkness comprehends it not. Don't expect this world to sanction it. Don't expect this world to endorse it. Don't expect this world to pat you on the back for it. Don't expect this world to hail you for the great wisdom you have learned. They will call it foolishness. But what they call foolishness is actually wisdom. It is the light, hallelujah, that sets men free. I am light, the Lord said. And when he said it, there was light all over this globe. <laughs> Say it again, Lord. Say it again. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let those whom he has lifted out of their despair say he is the light of the world. Let those that have been delivered from the bondage of sin declare he is the light of the world. Thank you, Jesus. I feel a holy boldness coming upon the church to lift our voice, to cry loud and spare not that Jesus Christ is Lord and he is the light of this world. Hallelujah. The first 
day the light of God shone upon the earth. The earth was without form. The earth was void. The earth, the darkness was upon the face of the deep. As a matter of fact, Genesis 1-2 really gives us a picture of the earth that is similar to the way NASA describes other planets. It was without form. It was void. There's no human life that can even exist on this planet until the Spirit of God in all of its manifold qualities, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, the fear of the Lord, began to move, hallelujah, move upon the face of the waters. Wisdom moved on the waters. Understanding moved upon the waters. Hallelujah. The deep precepts of God. See, see, the Bible said he speaks to us line upon line, line upon line. Precept upon precept, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. Here a little, there a little. That term precept is different than our term concept. Concept is an idea that, that we share together and we, we, we put different ideas together and compound them and, and that becomes a concept. But a precept is a different kind of idea. It is an idea that was here before anything had been conceived. It's an idea that existed before the earth was settled, before the hills were formed, before the foundations of the deep were established. It's the precept of God. When God speaks to us, he does not speak to us in the context of a concept. He speaks to us in the context of a precept. He gives us an understanding that the world knows nothing about because it took place before the world was formed. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so God speaks light into this darkened world and he separates the light from the darkness and he calls the light day and he calls the darkness night and the evening and the morning were the first day hallelujah after he created light and he created day and night separating light from darkness creating day and night the Bible says in the second day, God made the firmament. He said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Let it divide the waters from the waters. God made the firmament. He divided the waters which were under the firmament. God called the firmament heaven. He created an atmosphere. He created light and separated day from night. And he created an atmosphere. And he called it heaven, a firmament. And God said... God said to do so in the evening and the morning with the second day. Then he said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together under one place. Let the dry land appear. God began to divide the waters and bring forth dry land from the waters. Now you got to understand that the waters covered the earth. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. But God began to part the waters as he did the Red Sea. That was nothing new. That great miracle of the Red Sea, God had already performed that miracle in the creation of the world. As he divided the waters and said, let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Praise the Lord. 
And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed and his fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so. The earth brought forth grass and the herb yielding seed, the tree yielding fruit. Hallelujah. God saw that it was good in the evening and the morning were the third day. Now, we have, we have just concluded the first three days of creation. The first day... God created the light. He said, I am light. And he divided that light from darkness, creating day and night, creating time. And, and then that was the first day. The second day, of course, he established the firmament. He established the atmosphere. He established the heaven. And then in the third day, he divided the waters and caused the dry land to appear. And the dry land he called earth. And the earth brought forth grass and plant life and trees. And, and the seed was in the tree and the seed was in the fruit. God saw that it was good the evening and the morning was the third day. Then in the fourth day of creation, God goes back essentially to what he did in the first day of creation. And he begins to establish, he begins to populate in the fourth day that light and darkness that he had created in the first day, that light and darkness that he divided in the first day, he begins to add the detail to it in the fourth day. And he said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs, for seasons, for days, for years. Let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so, and God made two great lights the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. God said in the fifth day he revisits what he had done in the second day. Because in the second day... He created the firmament and he began to order the seas to where they were to go. He divided the waters from the waters. And so now in the fifth day, he goes back to the waters and the firmament, the atmosphere of earth. And he said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. The waters brought forth both fish and fowl. God created great whales and every living Creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the waters in the seas. Hallelujah. And let fowl multiply in the earth. So God, he created the light and separated the light from the darkness, and then he went back and put the sun, the moon, the stars in their place. And then in the second day, he created this division of waters, separating the waters from the waters and creating a firmament and an atmosphere. And in the fifth day, he populated what he had done in the second day with fish and with fowl and with winged creatures after their kind, with whales and every living creature that moveth in the sea and filled the waters and filled the earth with fish and with fowl the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind. Now we're in the sixth day of creation. 
In the sixth day, remember, he, third day, he made the land dry, dry land appear, caused the grass to come forth from the earth, the seed from the trees, seed from the plants. And then on the sixth day, he went back to what he did on the third day and populated what he had accomplished on the third day. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth. And it was so. God made the beast of the earth after his kind, cattle after their kind, everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. God in his infinite wisdom. God who is one God with a multiplicity of operations as Father, Spirit, Son, as Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace, God, who is above all, through all, and in you all, the Elohim, the El Shaddai, the El Yon, created man in his own image. Some have tried to make uh, something about him saying, let us make man in our image, somehow suggesting that there is a God beside him. There is no God beside him. When he created man... He created man in his own image, and when man came forth into this world, he came forth as one being, not three. One being comprised of body, soul, and spirit made in the image of God. And God created male and female, created he them in his image, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth. And every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus the heaven, heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. God blessed the seventh day. He sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. This is the heaven and the earth that God created. And this is the purpose, the plan, and the power, and the wisdom by which he created it. This is the earth that God put securely into the hands of mankind. Now next week we're going to talk about the fall of man. We're going to talk about what man did with what God placed into his hand. And we are living in a result of what man did with this beautiful earth God gave him. And the chaos and the destruction 
and the confusion of our world today is not a result of God's plan. It's a result of man's abuse of God's plan. And we're going to talk about the fall of man, but I want you to understand how God created this earth and that God did not leave us comfortless. God had a plan. He executed the plan. Hallelujah. And he's bringing us back to what he originally sanctified for us to enjoy. He's redeeming us from our own destruction. That's what we preach when we preach the gospel to every creature, we are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to every creature to let them know this world as you know it now is not God's plan for your life. God has a place prepared for you. He wants to give you a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. God wants to take us back to when we had real authority and we had real dominion, when we had real peace and we had real harmony. He wants to take us back when there was no death. He wants to take us back to where we can eat the tree of life. He wants to take us back, hallelujah, to where we had communion with him. He wants to take us back to his perfect plan and purpose. This is God's creation. And you and I are a new creation in Jesus Christ. Can we give God praise right now? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, let's give him praise right now. Hallelujah. Come on, if you're thankful for the goodness of God and the power of God, go ahead and praise him today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I give you praise. Lord, I give you praise. Come on, let's worship the Lord together right now. Let's praise his name together in Jesus' name. Come on, let's magnify him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. See, the enemy would like to destroy your faith in the creation of God. Because he doesn't want you to believe that God has a plan for your life. But I want you to know that the Lord is your maker. Hallelujah. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I want you to know that God created you and he knew you before he formed you in the womb. He knew you and he has ordained you for his purpose and for his glory. In Jesus' name, there's, he's not the kind of a God who selects who he wants and who he doesn't want. He's a God who created all things. And I want you to know no matter who you are or where you come from or what you've been through, you can call upon his mighty power. He'll forgive you of your sin. If you'll confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
You say, well, my parents didn't even plan to have me. Perhaps it was some kind of a mistake. I've even known people who came into this world as a result of some kind of a, of a terrible sin that occurred. And they enter into this world. I want you to know at the moment of conception, God begins to form you for His glory. At the moment of conception, God begins to work His mighty work. He knows you. He knows who you are. And it does not matter the circumstances that brought you into this world. God loves you with an everlasting love God will have mercy on you he will give you his grace you are made in the image of God his word put into motion the command of being fruitful and multiply and the image of God has been replicated throughout the earth and I want you to know that when God looks down upon this earth he sees his own image hallelujah I pray we could do that too when you see people, I pray that you don't see them for the facade of what they've become. Don't let, don't let the world define for you who a person is or what a person is. See them as being made in the image of God. See them as being that individual that the Lord handcrafted. They may be away from Him. They may be walking a path of darkness. It's our responsibility to shout the light of God into their life. He is, he is Lord. He is light. He is worthy. He is glorious. Come on, can somebody in this house lift up a praise unto God right now? Hallelujah. How many remember when you were walking in darkness? How many remember when you were without form and void and darkness was upon the face of your life? But the Spirit of God moved upon the waters and the Word of God said, let there be light. And you heard God say, I am light. I am light. I am light. And that light shined in the darkness. You didn't comprehend it at first. Oh, but as you drew closer to Him, as you became closer to to him you fell in love with him more every day and now you wouldn't trade him for anything because you know he's your maker he's your savior he's your redeemer and friend oh let's praise him right now in the name of jesus hallelujah 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 thank you oh yes lord
shout your praise. I want every person in this house, hallelujah, to praise him like you're the only one who's praising him. If all his, of all his witness depended upon you, I want you to praise him like you're the only one on this planet that's singing his praises. Hallelujah, like it depends on you to praise him. Come on, come on, that's it all across this house. And if you've never received the Holy Ghost, I want you to know God We'll fill you with the Holy Ghost right now if you let it. Come on all across this house. Hey! Yeah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Come on, let him create a new peace inside of you right now. Let him create new joy inside of you. <laughs> he is the Lord, your maker. He is the Lord, your God. He is the God of your salvation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord our God. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. With a heart of thanksgiving, can you lift praise unto Him right now? With a heart of thanksgiving, can you lift praise unto Him right now? Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, with a heart of thanksgiving, we worship you, Lord. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. Go ahead and praise him like you're walking with him in the cool of the day. <laughs> yes, Lord. Go ahead and praise him like he's your father and you're his child. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and praise him like he forgave each and every one of your sins. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and love him like he's been good to you. Go ahead and love him like he's dried the tear from your eyes. <laughs> yes, Lord. Go ahead and praise him like he's given you mercy and grace. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands and praise him right now. All across this house, lift up your hands and praise him right now. Come on, give him praise from your heart, give him praise from your soul. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, the Bible said it will be in you a well of living water springing up into everlasting life. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, 
Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Come on, that's it. Out of your belly, let there be a river of living water flowing unto God right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath. It's your breath. In our lungs. In our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your breath. In our lungs. So we pour out Your breath in us, so we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. Hallelujah! We pour out. 